0: Okay, let's stand up and sing everybody else back on the end and get ready to hear some good stuff from Trent and Ryan. Let's stand, please. Jesus,
1: you my firm foundation. I know I can stand secure. Oh, Jesus, you my firm foundation. I put my hope in your holy word. I put my hope in your holy word. I have a living hope, I a living hope and, I a and I have a future. God has a plan for me. Of this I'm sure. Of this I'm sure. Jesus, you're my firm foundation. I know, I know, I can stand secure. Oh, Jesus. You're my firm foundation. I put my hope in Your holy word. I put my hope in Your holy word. Your word is faithful. It's mighty and powerful. God will deliver me. me. Of this I'm sure. Of Of this I'm sure. Jesus, You're my firm. Secure, Jesus, you're my firm foundation I put my hope in your holy word I put my hope in your holy word Jesus, you're my firm foundation I know I can stand secure Jesus, you're my firm foundation I put my hope in your holy word I put my hope in Your holy word. I put my hope in Your holy word. I put my hope in Your holy word. Amen. Give a hand to our praise hey, team. Amen. Y'all take a seat.
2: Good morning. I'm good. excited to be with you this morning. Got my good buddy Ryan up here today. Good morning. Good morning. Celebrating the new it's year, man. Come it's on, y'all. yeah. Give it up? up. What? Ain't that good to be with family this morning? Say amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Come
3: on. Happy New Year. How many of you guys have New Year's resolutions? Huh? I got some. Uh, who's, who, who's going on a something. diet? Anybody going on a
0: diet?
1: I'm not I know dieting. this
3: girl's about to put me on a diet. I know when you I come up the stairs and get fired up with the Holy Spirit and you're already out of breath, that means you need to go on a diet. <laughs> so that, that's where I'm at this morning. That's where I'm tracking. But Trent and I, we, 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 we made right. some New Year's resolutions, but we decided... You, you ready? I got something for okay, you, Okay, okay. We decided to make New Year's resolutions for each other. So we're going to go ahead. I got a New I, Year's
2: resolution here for Ryan. Yeah. I, I, prayerfully in 2018, I asked God to give me a word for this guy for 2019. So right. I want you to read this. Okay.
4: Now, we, we this said is he's going me. to be
2: measurable and attainable, right? Have to be able to measure it okay. if it's going to succeed. All, All right. right. So you, I, I'm ready. You go right. ahead.
3: I need to increase the rips and jeans, rips in my jeans by 10%.
2: So that's a New Year's resolution for Ryan this year.
3: Okay. All right. So I don't have enough. Another 10% okay. will be ready to roll in 2019. How about you? What so you got? Ryan for
2: Trent in 2019 says, man, I appreciate this.
3: Yeah. This is for, for you. I, I was thinking for your best interest. <laughs> yeah. Ryan says up.
2: that in 2019, I will increase the applause breaks during my sermons by 20%. You guys need to know that. Yes. Cause it depends right on now. you. We're gonna start right now. Depends on you. It starts right now today. So, uh, today we're gonna be celebrating some things about our church. Uh, the first thing I wanna celebrate is who we are right. as a congregation. I want you to turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 28. This is where we get our mission statement from. I want you to mark a couple of places in your Bible today to read later. I'm going to be in Matthew 28. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 9, Luke chapter 5, among a few other places. But in Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 18, we are given a mission by the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read this to you. He says, All authority... Let me say that one more time. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Some of you in 2018 felt powerless. Some of you felt like the attacks you endured, the trials you had to suffer through were beyond what you could adequately control. In 2019, God is calling you as an individual and us as a church to tap into not our power, but His power. And His power is the greatest power in the universe. He says all authority, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to Him. And our mission statement at WFR is to be a church that makes disciples who love God, love others, and share Jesus. I want to tell that to you one more time. Mm -hmm. WFR Church, our mission is to be a church that makes disciples who love God, love others, and share Jesus. The good news for us in 2019, what is absolutely worth celebrating is that we have access to the power that the Lord Jesus Christ has so we can win in 2019 in this mission.
3: That's right. That's right. And and, and one of the key phrases in the Great Commission, in verse 19 says, therefore go and what? Say it with me. Make, Make disciples. disciples. That's right. Of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I think too many times we focus, let's just get them in the water. And we 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 celebrate these gospel symbols. That's, that is who we are. This church is centered around the gospel. That is our cornerstone. Some of you guys have them on your arms. Some of you on your necks and your ankles, right? We, we put it on our bodies. We go out and we say, look, we are about the gospel. But there is a life in between those last two arrows. It's not just about getting in the water and waiting around for them. Am I right, church? That's right. In between those two eras, we are being sanctified. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. And in between there, he didn't say, therefore, go and baptize. Before he said that, what did he say? Make disciples. That is the key to everything that we're doing. If we're making disciples in all that we're doing, then this word can spread around to the whole world. It's not just for us. It's for the whole world. Amen.
2: So at WFR, yeah. if we're, if we're going to be the church that goes about making disciples who love God, love others, and share Jesus, listen to me here, you're going to have to be the kind of congregation that gets on the front lines. And, And part of our DNA here, and I know you can feel this, is that we are a front lines church. And I think there are a couple of different kinds of churches across the world. Some churches are more finish line churches. They're not necessarily pulling people from the wreckage as much as they're kind of polishing people off. And that's okay. I celebrate those kinds of churches. Some churches aren't finish line churches. They're kind of of middle-of-the-race churches. People have already been pulled from the wreckage. They're not quite ready to be polished, but they're somewhere in between. I thank God for those kinds of churches. Let me tell you something that's true about me. Uh, I made an absolute and complete wreck of my life Before I was converted and baptized in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when God called me into ministry. He called me to the front lines. He called me to be the kind of individual who was going out snatching people from the fire. Clearing the wreckage away so that a person could be delivered. And brought to the Lord Jesus Christ and converted. And being on the front lines means we're going to have to be around some wrecks. It means we're going to have to be around some messes. It means it's going to have to get a little bit messy, and sometimes that's uncomfortable. Being a first responder is a challenge at times. You're seeing lots of trauma. You're seeing lots of heartache. You're seeing lots of hardship. But I love that about my calling, and that's one of the things I love about the identity of our church, which is why I feel so at home here at WFR. I want to be part of a congregation that helps me answer my call to be on the front lines. And things have to change sometimes on the front lines. The war changes a little bit. The battlefront changes. Um, Our church has done some awesome things to try to better engage the front lines. And can I just say I celebrate your willingness to change your methods at times, even though the message always stays the same. I want you to give yourselves a hand clap of praise and applause for your willingness to change the method. Even even though the message never changes, some some things that we've changed as far as our method. You know, years years and years ago, we started uh, World Radio, which then led to uh, WFR Relief and is now One Kingdom, mm-hmm. and this is a worldwide missions and relief effort. Uh, we we at at one point in time uh, changed from a, a single person singing on the front pew to a, to an entire praise team. That was a change in method. Even though the message stayed the exact same, Mac Owen years ago started a recovery ministry called Overcomers. Some of you were at this church years ago when that started. Today, that same ministry is called Celebrate Recovery. I had the opportunity to speak over there Friday night. The Spirit absolutely rained down on this building the first mm-hmm. Friday in 2018. Can I get a, in 2019? Can I get an amen, somebody? The, the method changes a little bit, but the message stays the same. More recently, we started a second service. The, the method changed a little bit, but the message stays the same. And those methods are done with the intent of spreading the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ all over the wreckage and the messes and the chaos we can possibly spread that good news to in hopes of snatching people out of the chaos and the pain and the agony that they might find themselves in
3: that's right i want to say i want to talk about what paul our brother paul had to say about this turn with me to first corinthians chapter nine and in first corinthians chapter nine we're going to start in verse 19 in paul's letter to the church he says though i am free And belong to no man I make myself a slave to everyone To win as many as possible To the Jews I became like a Jew To win the Jews To those under the law I became like one under the law Though I myself am not under the law So as to win those under the law To those not having the law I became like one not having the law Though I am not free from God's law But am under Christ's law So as to win those not having the law to the weak I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. And then listen to this right here. Pay attention to the words. I do this all for the sake of being relevant. Is that what your text That's says? That's not what
2: mine says, That's right? not what yours says? Okay, no. what
3: about this? I do this all for the sake of making people happy.
0: My mind doesn't so say, you're gonna idea, say that right? either.
3: No, All right. Well, let me clear this up real quick. I do this for the sake of the God. God, that's right. That's why we do anything that's that we're right. doing. We that's are built right. around the gospel. Our cornerstone is the gospel. Everything that we do is for his glory and it's because of the gospel.
2: The method can change, but the method is not what changes lives. It's the message that changes lives. And, and we have had a church that is focused on the gospel. We're a gospel-centered church, and God has used that to change lives. And sometimes when we're doing church and we're doing life and we're doing ministry, it's hard to see those wins. And what we have pledged to do as a leadership is to celebrate some of our wins in the format of Celebration Sundays, which is what this is. We had our first one last year, and we're going to continue to do those because we want you guys to see how your efforts in whatever you're doing Maybe you're just praying for our church, or or maybe it's all you can do to just show up. Whatever you're doing to be a part of this body is absolutely making a difference. And we want to celebrate that with you together as a family. In just a moment, I'm going to play a video. And the video is the first part of three different sections of this same video. And in, in this video, you are going to see how a church who is really focused on making disciples that love God, love others and share Jesus, that pulls people from the wreckage, that is a front lines church that that's okay with getting messy and getting around messes and getting a little bit involved in chaos. What you're going to see is what a difference a church like that can make in lives all across this this neighborhood. This community, this state, and, and with some of our ministries, guys, literally, and I, I'm not just up here trying to motivate you. I'm telling you what God is doing at WFR Church, literally changing the world. I'm so glad you're here. Take a look at this video, and we're looking forward to celebrating with you today.
4: Hey, uh, my name is Brandon Ward. Uh, if you would have told me five years ago uh, that I would have been a leader uh, of a college group and Speaking to a crowd of believers, I probably would have laughed at you. Um, And through my childhood, my parents were divorced uh, when I was in middle school. Um, And so I've always kind of just felt alone. Some pretty bad things happened to me um, that kind of made me feel like God hated me. Um, And it was a very lonely time in my life. But it all started uh, when my friend invited me to come to WFR through her, um, ended up going through mission trips and being a part of the youth group and uh, ended up getting involved with some Bible studies and going to Camp Chioka. And through all that, I gained some really good friends, but also gained some amazing mentors and uh, leadership, uh, both men and women that I needed severely to teach me things that my parents really never taught me. I wanted to do the same for others. I learned that I couldn't keep this to myself. If I truly loved God, I needed to speak to somebody about it. I need to show the love that they showed me to someone else. It all started with my friend. um, Speaking up, reaching out to me, um, talking about her faith, and being honest and being willing to show love to someone that that isn't the most lovable, or at least he didn't think so. And so I never thought I would have been here, uh, but God had a different plan for me. And through mentors and through me mentoring others, um, I'm at this place now that I absolutely love, and I have this relationship with my father that I know he loves me. And that's something I I didn't think was possible, uh, to have that confidence in my creator and a confidence in myself that I was created by him. That friend that invited me five years ago was Harley Moore. And currently, we do the announcements together. Uh, through her desire to share the gospel and to love others that are lost, uh, that's when everything changed in me.
0: Just as I
1: am without one please. But that thy blood was shed Oh, yeah. I come broken to be mended, I come wounded to be healed, I come desperate to be rescued, I come empty to be filled, I come guilty to be pardoned by the blood of Christ the Lamb. With open arms, praise God, just as I am. I come broken to be mended. I come wounded to be healed. I come desperate to be ready. guilty to be pardoned by the blood Christ
3: theme today. As we celebrate, we want to celebrate where we're going. We're celebrating the future, what God has in store for us. Amen. And a big key to that is discipleship. You notice in Brandon's video, he, he keyed on discipleship. It wasn't just that he got invited, but he got into a community and there he was discipled and there he was made a disciple and now he's discipling others. And that's what it's all about. I know what it is to be a disciple because for my whole life, I've been a disciple of the Chicago Cubs. <laughs>
2: That's too bad. It's, yeah,
3: I know. It's been tough.
2: Okay.
3: It's been tough. Uh, as you can see, there's your boy, circa 1980-something, and we won't, we won't go into all that. You
2: haven't I'm, grown very much taller
3: no, since No, no, no. But you got to check out those white pants. You, the, 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 <laughs> I, I know guys, mean. my college guys over here, they're like, man, what about the, the pixels on that sucker? But I'm telling you, there's there's some stirrups on there and some white pinstripes, blue pinstripes. Oh, I look sharp. I was ready to roll back then. Uh, but I've been, a, I've been a lifelong Cubs fan, which to me for, for my whole life has meant lifelong disappointment, <laughs> right? I've lived through the, the 84 uh, Cubs collapse, 89. Ryan Sandberg was my favorite player, and he could never win a ring. 2003 was the Bartman year. Most of you guys know about that one. Uh, and I just, for the longest time, it just felt like it was never going to happen. Uh, even uh, Miranda and I, we lived in Chicago for a while. We went to a ton of Cubs games. I was like, this is going to be the year every year, and every year, heartbreak. <laughs> but then 2016 came along. And, and, and can I go ball baseball nerd on Please, you guys yeah. real quick? Can let I go baseball me... nerd? All yeah. right, so the 2016 Chicago Cubs. Bring it on, man. Led by Joe Madden.
2: This is your moment. This let is it by, here, right, let's Let go. it let's go. let's go. I feel Come it. I, I feel, feel it.
3: They, they set a motto at the beginning of the year. Their, their motto was, we never quit. And for the, the whole year, that was their motto. They would chant it in the locker rooms and whatnot. In fact, they ended up leading the league in come-from-behind wins. They even got into the World Series playing the Cleveland Indians, and they got down three games to one, which is typically in sports is an insurmountable deficit. They come back, they get to a game seven, they've got a six to three lead in the ninth. This is part of my baseball nerd, so just mm-hmm. bear with me. <laughs> and they blow that lead. And I'm here as a coach, and I'm sitting there watching, like, here we go again, more heartbreak. But that motto, we never quit, stayed true. And as you, as you probably know, in 2016, the Chicago Cubs became world champions. <laughs> yes! <laughs>
1: That's
3: my dog right there. Okay. This is a picture of their World Series ring with the motto, we never quit.
2: In Luke chapter 5, if you got your Bible, I want you to turn there with me and follow along. I'm going to read the first five verses in Luke chapter 5, and we get the story of two guys that we learn elsewhere in Matthew chapter 4 were brothers. And one of these guys' names was Simon Peter, and, and these guys felt like quitting. Can I just say that sometimes at the moment we really feel like giving in the towel is the moment God is most likely to show up and grant us victory for the days and weeks and months and years. Come on, somebody, and even decades that we've been holding fast and continuing to fight and pressing forward. That's exactly what happens here with these guys. Luke chapter 5, Bible says this. One day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret with people crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen. What are they doing? They're washing their nets. He got into the, one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. If you've got a pen, underline that or highlight it on your uh, phone or tablet. Then... He sat down and he taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, here's the second thing he asks, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, listen to this guy's attitude here. Master, we have worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. But, because you say so, I will let down the nets Here's what I started to think about this These guys knew their craft And fishing is a hard hustle One of my favorite stories about Phil Robertson Is not that he's the duck commander Or can call ducks in In five different languages And all this different stuff Okay One of my favorite stories about Phil Is that he supported a family of like 16 people Because uh, the Robertson family always feels about that big to me uh, Off commercial fishing and he did a lot of hoop net fishing i didn't even know what that was until i moved to uh, louisiana and i got to go on a hoop net fishing trip with a guy named chad johnson and just to get one hoop net in the boat was way more energy than i felt like i could muster up to do again And Phil did this time and time and time again. And so I was reading this thinking, man, these guys had a hard hustle. They knew their craft. They had fished all night long and they hadn't caught a thing. And they were having what I would call a washing your empty nets kind of a moment. And if we're going to be a front lines church, we've got to be the kind of church who is willing to have some washing your empty nets kinds of moments. Now, can I just say it is never, ever fun to wash empty nets. When you go fishing and somebody asks, hey, you went fishing, how big a fish did you catch? What do we all want to be able to say? Man, I got the biggest fish on record. It was so heavy. It almost broke my line. Matter of fact, I had to jump in and grab that thing and toss it in the boat. It was almost as big as I was. That's not how it always happens when we're fishing. Sometimes when we're fishing, we don't get any return on our investment. We don't catch any fish. And just because what we did didn't work doesn't mean we stopped throwing our nets into the sea. It just means we follow the master fisherman's guidelines more closely. Can I get an amen to that?
1: Yeah. yeah. That's
2: right. Sometimes, Frontline Church, we've tried methods that haven't worked real well. And I thank God that we're the kind of church who's willing to take those kinds of risks. And as a preacher and a minister, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate your willingness to try to follow us as a church as we try to follow the master fisherman. And I don't want to play it safe when I'm playing life or death eternity in the lives of men and women who are in the wreckage. I want to take some risks. I want to try some new things. I want to spread the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ around. And you are willing to do that. Yeah, and sometimes we don't catch the fish we hope to catch. And sometimes we have washing, empty nets kind of moments. But that doesn't mean we stop fishing, church. It means we follow the master fisherman even more closely. What do we need to do as a church in 2019? We need to do the two things that Jesus asks these guys to do what are the two things he asked them to do the first thing he says is get back in your boat and go into the shallow water again It is always safer when you're on the shore when you're on dry land The footing feels more secure, but you never get to the deep water eventually Which is where the true results are going to come from which is where god's greatest victories are, are often won This year in 2019 I want you to leave the shore and go into shallow water And for some of you, that's what God is calling you into, and that's a part of discipleship. It's about taking some risks and getting a little bit uncomfortable and following after God a little bit. For most of us, though, God doesn't want to just leave us in shallow water. God's content to be a gentleman and let you wander out into shallow water and kind of get get used to the feeling. But our God is relentless. That's right. And he does not settle for a true, authentic disciple to stay in the shallows. Can I get an amen? Yeah. True, authentic disciples always, always, always venture out into deep water. And in deep water, the sea is always rougher, church. It's one of the hallmarks of a church you know is on the front lines. Does the water feel a little bit rough? And if the answer to that is yes, we are living in our DNA, which is the calling God has placed on this church. But the second thing that's also true about deep water is that's where the greatest yield on our efforts to make disciples who really love God, love others, and share Jesus will actually be found. If we'll continue to be on mission and go from shallow to deep waters and risk a little bit of comfort and a little bit of pain and a little bit of uncertainty and increase our faith a little bit and increase our trust a little bit and increase our level of discipleship a little bit, we're going to cast down nets. And God's going to give us a yield that the nets can't even hold. Do you want, is anybody excited about yes. that in 2019? Yeah. And in Luke 5, I didn't read this, but not only do the nets start to break, the, 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 the blessing of God is so great on these guys who are willing to venture out into deep water that the ships actually start sinking. Now, if you're in a church and it feels like the ship is sinking, that's really scary. But that's the power of our God to bless us exceedingly abundantly above anything that we could even imagine If we'll just be willing first to follow him into the shallows And then follow him out into the deepest part of the sea That's our vision in 2019 is to be more authentic disciples who follow Jesus more deeply in our own lives that's right.
3: 2019 our theme is follow me and, and that means you've got to be a disciple. So what does it look like to be a disciple? Well, let's go back to the text. Luke five eleven. he says, So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. So the first characteristic of a disciple is that you may have to give up some things. That's right. You may have to give That's up right. your bad habits. You may have to give up your friend groups. You may have to give up your secrets. In this life, we're called actually to be uncomfortable. We're called to share in Christ's sufferings, are we not? Amen. So if we're going to be a disciple, we've got to get uncomfortable. God never, ever, ever changes. Amen. But the more we draw near to him, the more we change. That's right. To look like him. And in order to change, we've got to come face to face with our pain. We've got to come face to face with our hurts. We've got to come face to face with our brokenness. But you know what else happens when we come face to face with our pain? We come face to face with His grace. Amen. You can't get to His grace unless you go through your pain. His grace isn't for you when, when everything's perfect, His grace is for you when you are weak. That's right. For when I'm weak, He is strong. So you've got to give up everything, and that means everything, to follow Him. They left their boats, they left their, their lines. They said, you know what, I don't care whatever whatever it takes. Wherever you lead me, whatever the cost, all I want is you, God. Jesus also knew it was going to be uncomfortable. You know where he was right before he called the disciples? He was in the desert. He was in the desert being tempted by the, by the enemy. He knew it was going to be painful, it was going to be hard. But he knew that it was all going to be worth it. That's right. The second thing we got to do is we may have to do some of the same things in a different way. We talked about this earlier. The message never changes. The gospel never changes. But the delivery might change. See, when they call some, I'm going to read back in Luke, in verse, where am I, verse 510. He says, in the second part, Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men. And in Matthew 4, in the same story, he says, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. When you are, He, he didn't say, Come, pull up a chair, get all cozy and comfortable. We're just going to sit here and watch it. He said, Come, follow me. That means Jesus is always moving. That, that means Jesus is out to move other That's people's right. hearts. And so sometimes you have to do some of the same things in a different way. See, these fishermen, they were fishing. They're still fishing now, are they not? That's right. But now they're fishing for men. They're fishing for souls. They're fishing not for them. They're fishing for the kingdom. But what happens when we give up everything? What happens when we do things the same things a different way? We gain everything. That's right. And that is the, the great reward of being a disciple is you gain everything. You gain, first and foremost, a purpose.
5: We're all looking for that purpose in life, right? That's right, right.
3: What are we doing with our lives? I have one vision, one goal, and it's to make disciples and giving glory to God. You also get a plan. I think one of the most frustrating things is to be on a journey and not really know the plan. I'm a, I'm a preparation guy. I like, I like having everything, everything all lined out. And when I don't, I feel, I feel uncomfortable. I had to the, more,
2: the more kids, I was thinking, the more you need an actual
3: oh, plan. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know? That's right. Anybody have these, these dreams where you're, in like, you're in, back in high school and you're about to take a final exam and you've never been to the class? <laughs> right? I had that dream over and over Some over of us again. have
2: actually done that.
3: You know? <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> but with Jesus, you have a plan. You know where you're going. You know you're on the boat with him and he's going this direction. And this is where I want to be. I want to be where he's going. If I'm following me, I don't have to worry about the plan. I just worry about following him. The the third thing you get is you get a place, you get a home. We're all searching for that, are we not? Mm -hmm. We're all searching for a home. We're all searching for a place to belong. You know, some of you didn't get dealt a great hand in the family game, did you? And that's tough. And, and, And that's not God's design. And so sometimes we go searching for that home in other places. We go searching for that void. The only filler of that void, the only place that we can call home is in the loving arms of Jesus. That's right. The fourth thing that you get is a people. Look around you. We're not in this alone. You get a people to do life with. You get a people to speak truth in you. You get a people to give you life. That when you're down, you say, you know what, I I've been there. I've done that. Come with me, and we're going to worship the Father together. You get a people. And when you have a people, that's when you can truly grow. When you have all of that, a purpose, a plan, a place, and a people, now all of a sudden, hearts can break, and the Holy Spirit can move in your life. And we want to show you a vision of that real quick. Hi,
6: I'm Harley Moore, and I'm a... Stylist at Rain Salon right now. Um, I started becoming a part of the family that is WFR when I was actually in middle school. I was invited by a neighbor. Um, I started coming, um, I was part of the youth group um, in the youth ministry here um, for a while. Um, and then I ended up going, and she invited me also, to go to Camp Chioka. And there, through that and through spending, you know, just, fervent time with them and the people there and the leaders and the mentors there, um, I have relationships and friendships and mentorships that I now have to this day. Growing up, going through high school was a big, big thing in my life um, and then kind of hit like a gap and then I got invited to the college ministry um, at WFR when we um, when we did that union at a university. Um, and when i started coming there it was like there was a tug and god was trying to show me that hey like those things that you're still keeping inside you have to let those things go and you have to work on those things you have to work on yourself and i did not want that at all i was like no i think i'll just stay over here um and i'll just do my own thing and i'll help people but it's you you know the leaders and the mentors in the college group. Um, not only my friends there, like Brandon, um, uh, and you know, different mul- mul- multiple people. The family that I have there now is amazing. They were just unrelenting, just not letting up. Just you have to talk, you have to let people in. Blah, blah. And I was, I mean, tooth and nail, just pushing them away until one day, here at W F R second service, we were singing, and I just heard. God and he was like my daughter it's okay and and when he said that I was just I knew that it was time like the things that I had been bottling up and some things that I didn't even know I was bottling up it was time to just you know flip that switch Um, and through that discipleship through you know listening to God and through you know Listening to the love and feeling of the love that was there right at my fingertips this entire time that I just wasn't accessing. Um, Through that, you know, I now get to do what they have shown me. I get to disciple people and I get to show people God's love and God's mercy and what he's done in my life. From that one simple invitation from Ashley Mundeleur created the change in me.
1: It's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Should by your holy calling set me apart? I know you're drawing me to yourself. The by your holy calling set me apart we well, To the Lord, all the earth, let us see. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the sea will roar at the sound of your name. we'll sing for, for joy at the work of your hands. Forever our love, before forever our stand. Nothing compares to the promise I have. Mission to the Lord, of the earth let us see. Power and majesty, praise to the king. Mountains bow down and the sea to the Lord. At the sound of your name, I sing for joy at the work of your hand forever
7: We've heard some pretty amazing testimonies today, from Brandon to Harley. I am privileged to share with you the common denominator in those stories. I first came to know Ashley Munwiller when she was around 11 or 12 years old. She came to us through Divorce Care for Kids, which was a program that we were having at the time. From there, Ashley began to plug in to our middle school ministry, to our camp ministry, And began to help in our Bible Hour ministry and our children's wing. Through the years and through her involvement and service in all of those ministries, we saw Ashley thrive and grow in grace and knowledge and began to pour into many other people. This was especially evident at Camp Chioka. She wanted to be and was involved in every aspect of camp, from being a camper as often as she could, to working in maintenance, all the way to a senior counselor, assistant director, and just coming out to help clean and volunteer whenever. Through those efforts, she was able to touch many lives for the Kingdom. Some of those, you've heard those stories, from Harley being invited when they were in middle school, to Harley inviting Brandon in high school. All starts with one person Pouring into the life of another person because they have hope and they have dreams and they see Jesus. So what does it mean to follow me? It means being a disciple of Jesus. It means seeing people the way Jesus saw people. It means reaching out and touching people the way Jesus touched people. It means inviting, it means doing life with, and loving like Jesus loved
2: Right, church family, I want I want to read something to you. This is from Matthew's Gospel. This is Matthew 18. Um, At this time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, "Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven?" It's unfortunate that they would ask a question like that. That kind of shows you the condition of their hearts. If that's encouraging to me, it's that these guys, even though they were disciples of Jesus, still had some room to grow. And Jesus says to them, "I tell you the truth, unless you change." And you become like little children. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. In 2019, the way we are going to get to becoming followers of Jesus that follow Jesus more authentically is by venturing out into deep water. Um, and being the parent of a 10-year-old, 8-year-old, and 6-year-old, uh, the the one of the things that is scariest for me, is deep water. Okay, especially if my kids don't know how to swim. But I promise you, at least my children had zero fear of deep water. Some of you have raised little kids, know what I'm talking about. Can I get an amen? Yes. Being around water just scared you a little bit. Why? Because kids just they don't have that concept. They're going to run out there and cannonball in. And I really think that that's important for us to remember here. Maybe discipleship for us this year is having a childlike faith, a faith of abandon that really does trust God and is willing to follow God out into deep water. Tonight, we're going to have a service where we talk a little bit more technically about that. Some of the things we're kind of planning and thinking and going to share some more specific information. So if you don't want to have like the lots of specific information, um, just tune tune that out. And if you're looking for some specific info and some kind of skeleton outlines of a plan, you might want to zone in. Here's, here's what I want to tell you. If an 11-year-old child can have the impact that Ashley Munnweiler had... You can have a bigger impact than you realize. That's the true mark of an authentic disciple.
3: That's right. Sometimes deep water, as Trent was saying, deep water is scary. And what's the scariest part of deep water is that you may be alone out there. But I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. In the deep waters of the kingdom, there are kingdom people. That's right. And if you think about the story of Ashley, Harley, and Brandon, in each of those scenarios, they were together. They plugged into a group. They plugged into a community which then prompted them to invite the next person, which then they they got into a community and and, and found a place, found a home, found Jesus, which then prompted them to invite another person. And you think about that story that started with an 11-year-old girl coming to divorce care to now, to, to Brandon and Harley standing up here and leading our announcements for second service and discipling people in our college group and in our high school and at Camp Chioka i can't even imagine what god's going to do through them 10 20 30 years down the road and the people that they're discipling with what they're going to do and then what they're going to do and what they're going to, it's going to it goes on and, on and on and on and that's authentic discipleship authentic discipleship is being involved in people's lives we say in the college ministry if they know where your coffee cups are then they're being discipled by you. right they know where they, if they know where your coffee cups are that means they've been in your home they've sat at your table And you fix them a cup of coffee. And you have shared the Lord with them. And that's what we want to be. That is our DNA. That is authentic discipleship here at Whites Ferry Road.
2: So when you venture out into deep water uh, this year as a church family, we want to remind you that you're never alone. In Matthew 28, Jesus says, as you're on mission going about making disciples who love God, love others, and share Jesus, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them, to obey everything I've commanded you. When you're in that deep water, I am with you always, even to the very ends of the age.
0: While uh, Trent uh, and Ryan are sharing, uh, have been sharing some of the good things. We have a uh, sister that's got a little bit of a medical problem here in the aisle, and we're going to uh, uh, just have a time to pray uh, for her as they, uh, some of our medical folks, are taking care of that. And uh, so. Uh, uh, I can't think of uh, uh, anything that shows our love for one another than our care and concern about each other, right? And so we're going to do that at this time and pray for our sister, okay? As they're taking care of ministering to her. <clears throat> Father, I pray for, uh, pray for my sister. She's having some struggles this morning. Uh, I pray, Father, for healing and for health. Uh, for nothing serious to be taking place in her body. We live in these old dilapidated bodies that we are know uh, are difficult to keep up and are not designed to live forever, but only because of the resurrection. And so, Father, we continually have to call upon you for our health issues and our problems. And So I pray that you would uh, just be with her at this time and be with... Uh, uh, Daryl and her family and others taking care of her. And thank you, Father, for this uh, family's faithfulness over the years. I've known them a long time. And for their trust in you. And I know they'll continue to, to do that right now as they're ministering to her. And so we ask that you bless her and bless them in a very, very specific, special way, Father. That she will be okay. And that uh, help her to know that we're all uh, behind her more importantly, that you're behind her. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to depend upon you. Uh, It doesn't matter whether it's in the middle of a church service uh, or whether it's at midnight in our homes that we can call on you, that you hear our prayers, that you rally the right people around us at the right time, and that you give us what we need, and so we are thankful and we are grateful for that, and we are uh, even as we head eventually into communion today. We're celebrating the oneness that we have, that we help uh, help each other because of how you've helped us in life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Uh, and the church said, "Amen." Amen.
2: I'm going, to, I'm going to jump back in, yeah. and let, let me just say, I celebrate the kind of church that can surround somebody, even off the cuff, unplanned, and encourage them. Would you guys give a hand to those guys and gals to help Gerald and out? Right So you saw right there a really good example of what it feels like not to be alone. And I promise you at this church, you're not going to be alone. And we're going to work harder to be the kinds of disciples that surround each other and encourage each other and trust that even if we find ourselves at what feels like the very ends of the earth, that God himself will be with us there. We're going to go into our time of communion. One thing I love about this time is it's the time we remind ourselves that God is with us. He is for us. He's behind us and he is in us. And He invites us to experience that fellowship with Him in a very direct, intimate way at His table every single time we gather together and celebrate Him on Sundays at WFR. Let's pray and then we'll participate in our time of communion. Lord, we love You. Thank You for inviting us to Your table. We are not worthy to come to Your table by anything that we have done, but we're worthy and invited to this table by the things that our Lord Jesus Christ has done. We, we celebrate what Jesus has done in us. And in this church and the vision that he has given us for 2019, to follow him. To better fulfill our mission to be a church that makes disciples who love God, love others, and share Jesus. And that starts today, right now at his table, in fellowship with one another. And most importantly, in fellowship with our Lord and Savior Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: In need of grace.
1: In need of love, in need of mercy raining down from high above, in need of strength, in need of peace, in need of things that only you can. This is my song. And
0: Help us celebrate more is if there's somebody in here that has not named the name of Jesus and you're ready to make that happen, then uh, you can do that as we sing this next song. Walk down this aisle, confess Jesus, the Lord of your life, be baptized into Christ, and not only will we celebrate, guess what the Bible says? Heaven celebrate. angels sing when that happens. Do what? Oh, we got another contribution? (laughs) Nobody told me. I'm not against taking up money, but. Well, pass it. we it. All right? And we'll keep singing. And then, uh, look, you can go ahead and respond while we pass. If you want to, we'll just do two things at one time. Is that okay? All right. Let's do that. Let's go ahead and sing. We'll sing the invitation song as we pass the collection. And if you're not given enough, may you respond uh, to the invitation there, okay? <laughs>
7: We have a a unique request, a couple of our brothers, uh, I guess this was, I don't know if this was planned or spontaneous, or spontaneous, um, uh, that uh, uh, we want to pray for our leaders here. And uh, so we thank you for that. I think Richie uh, May initiated that. And thank you, Richie. Thank you. Thank Thank you, brother. And Tommy's going to lead that prayer for us. So Tommy Barker is. So uh, thank y'all. Thank you
8: Let's pray, dear Father. We are humbled to come before you, and dear Father, our brother Richie and and many of us, uh, all of us, come before you and really want to just hold our leadership and uh, the elders and our preachers, our teachers, just just everyone here, uh, thankful for today, and I just pray for wisdom, for discernment, for. Um, Humility with all of them and how they pastor and lead and guide us as their flock. Dear Father, we do want to disciple. We do want to keep the gospel at the center. And, dear Father, we appreciate and love Richie's heart. I know his heart's right. I know that all of our hearts are right in, in wanting this church, your church, to continue to be the light that it has been for so many years and in the years to come. Just thank you again for this eldership, and I just pray for them, for their wives, for their families, as they have so many difficult challenges in in us, uh, as as we mess up, as we um, bring those wrecks and messes and havocs before them. But I just thankful for their hearts and their willingness to lead, right. and to and to worship and and to pastor us. Thank you again. For your son Jesus, for your blood and grace that covers us all. And uh, thank you for their willingness to lead. And this is your through your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, gentlemen, and thank y'all uh-huh, for sure.
5: Good morning, church. It's been a great celebration. Amen. How about uh, Ryan and Trent, Al and Mike 2.0? I thought that was pretty good, right? Uh, Miranda Green responds this morning, and uh, really with a, a praise report, but also as in all the deep water times of our lives, uh, it's a praise report and also a prayer uh, for strength as she goes forward. She uh, got a new job, which she's very excited about. Several of us have been praying for. It's better hours for her and for her family. And, um, you know, she's in a tough time right now, and uh, she's asking for prayers for strength. She is, I think, maybe for the first time in her life, Really allowing God to carry her through a moment. And so uh, she just wanted to let us know that and about her community and our thanks for those that are surrounding her down here this morning. So please remember uh, Miranda in your prayers and also uh, lift her up uh, as she struggles to do the right thing every single day for the Almighty. Father, we um, are grateful for our sister. And uh, many of us have walked alongside her for Uh, quite some time we've seen highs and we've seen lows at this moment Father we're giving you praise for her new job and the opportunities that she has for her realization of how important it is to rely on you only to carry her at the same time Father she has asked me to pray for her and her family Uh, she prays for reconciliation and strength and we pray for the same we pray Father that as far as everything depends on her she will always trust in you to carry her and father i told her as you know that when we allow you to carry us through the difficult times no matter what the results or what we want you will always do the right thing and that's what i pray for her today i thank you for her heart i thank you for uh, optimism in 2019 and i pray you continue to carry our sister uh, and carry her strongly as we walk alongside her we love you we pray this in jesus name amen
0: We, uh, we have another reason to celebrate already, and so Trent, tell us about this. Church family, this is Bobby. He came forward today saying, Trent, I'm ready for 2019 to be a brand new me
2: and a brand new year. And so I said, Bobby, it would be my honor to get to baptize you in the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, man, who's been studying with you? He said, a guy named Justin Young. And I, I thought, man, anybody who gets around Justin Young is in danger of being put to death. You know. Uh, <laughs> And then the, th- the second thing I thought is, man, that's, that's a perfect example of what our church is being called to do. Uh, disciple people who disciple people who disciple people. And this is that mission coming true right here before your very eyes. So, Bobby, it's my honor, man, to put the old you to death, just like the Bible talks about in Romans 8:11. The new you is going to be raised up with the Spirit of God living in you. And, and, and he will lead you to live a brand new life. And he's going to join you with all of these people out here in a brand new family. So from this day forward, I want to take your confession from this day forward. Who will be the Lord and Savior of your life? Jesus Christ.
7: more.
2: Church family, this is Jonah. He also came forward. Same kind of deal, man. Gets here around the right kind of people, starts getting discipled and encouraged. And so Jonah and I met earlier this week, and it's a big transformational time in his life. He's new to this community, uh, looking for new people to encourage him and provide guidance to him. We were just talking about that earlier. He said, Trent, I need some people around me who can disciple me and mentor me. And I said, Jonah, it starts right now today when you you start being discipled by the same spirit that resurrected the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. And so we're going to put the old you to death today. We're going to raise you back up to walk in brand new life with peace uh, and forgiveness and a new purpose. So I want to take your confession in front of these guys, which will be your new family. From this day forward, Jonah, who's going to be the Lord and Savior of your life?
0: Jesus Christ.
2: Praise the Lord, brother.
7: We're going to close today. Uh, Mike's going to lead us in a song. want to make you aware of a couple of housekeeping things, and we'll say one uh, one more prayer for our brother uh, as well. And then Mike will close us with a song um, tonight. Uh, to, this morning was a great celebration with our family. Uh, laid out some things for the year tonight. Uh, where this morning was celebration, tonight is going to be uh, explanation and some information. Uh, and I would love for every you like those shuns, didn't you? You like that it was good. They, uh, uh, would love for everybody that was here today to be here tonight. If I could make it, I would. Uh, but please, we want to we want to lay out some stuff to you, uh, some ask uh, from you, what you can expect from us. It's going to be a great time uh, together tonight as we sing, as we worship, as we t- just have some family time tonight. Uh, and that's what we need. We need to get together with uh, as family tonight. We want to. Uh, uh, I'm going to say, uh, uh, oh, also next week. Um, if if you're new here. Are just curious and this is your first time, you wander in. And what's going on in this big place? Well, a lot. Obviously a lot. Uh, next Sunday, uh, during the Bible class hour, uh, we'll be on normal schedule next week, uh, at 1025. Jeremy is going to be doing a newcomers class, uh, which we do every month. So please come be a part of that, uh, as we have that going on. I'm going to pray for a couple of folks here and then we're, uh, Mike's going to close us with a song today. Father, we thank you so much for, uh, for this body. And the celebration, and, and, and you giving us something to celebrate in you. And to this is your glory. This isn't bragging about what's done. It's, it's bragging on you and what you've done here through our... Our humble efforts, our weak efforts, and what you've inspired us to do. Thank you for trusting us to do kingdom work from this location. We lay before you, uh, Allison Owen this morning. Uh, she is having, uh, their baby and be with her and John David and her, uh, her older brothers, uh, and, and all the grandparents and great grandparents and that huge family as they bring one into the world. Uh, bless them with, uh, with ease and, uh, and with, uh, uh, with Health, uh, that they need with that. Uh, Father, we also want to lay before you Delton Spillers, who's really struggling, uh, with his, with his health, um, right now, and, and, be with those who are attending him and his family that, that, that are close to him and, uh, uh that are here, uh, with that. We thank you, uh, that, that our brother, our sister, uh, Ann, uh, who was having the medical issues earlier, is okay. Thank you for those wonderful responders that were here, the nurses, the nurse practitioners, the EMTs, that, the PAs that just that took care of her. And, and Father, as she is uh, getting things checked out, the hospital right now, I pray that everything is okay. Uh, but thank you for, uh, uh, for answering those prayers. We love you. We thank you for Jesus. And the congregation said, Amen. y'all be standing.
0: Let's be, let's be standing. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him, above the heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Have a great day.